The following podcast is a She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com production. Welcome back to the She Did It podcast. My name is Sydney Nanberg, and I am the creator and founder of She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com, your self care and mindset resource. If you are listening to this, thank you because you are committed to investing in your own personal growth and development, and I appreciate you being a contributor to this community. My intention is to consistently share valuable information and lessons to help you live a fulfilling life. I want you to come here looking for inspiration and leave with the tools you need to take on whatever it is you are going after. Achieving fulfillment starts with taking the first step, and you're doing it. Today I have the great pleasure of interviewing an incredible entrepreneur who has, who has completely built himself up after dropping out of college, and we are going to be talking about the society we are living in and what if it was wrong? What if the way that we are taught to go about life doesn't work for everyone? His name is Sebastian Robeck. He's a digital marketer based in New York and the co-founder of Agency Hypergrowth. He's going to share his story with us today and how he did it his own way. I know that you're going to find it's extremely valuable, so get ready to take some notes. So welcome, Sebastian. Really grateful to have you here today. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. That was a, that was a kick-ass intro. I'm, I'm excited. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. So I actually reached out to you originally when I saw a handful of your ads on social media for your brand, and I clicked on your profile and saw that it said that you were a college dropout and you were successful, so I obviously had to reach out because I knew that there would be a story there. So for those who don't know you, would you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, we obviously spoke before this, so I'll try to keep this relatively short without, uh, you know, talking everybody's ears off. But basically, I uh, was pretty much a your kind of standard student throughout high school. I mean, standard in the sense of like, I just you know did what I was supposed to do, got good grades, kind of like followed the traditional path, was not really veering off too much. Um, but then as you know, you get older and you start to think about things and you start to think what people tell you and you start to question. And that's really, that was really the, the biggest thing for me. I started to question a lot of things. And so later on towards the end of high school, I, I really started to question like life in general, as, as weird as that might sound, I just started to question like, is what everybody's telling me I, I need to be doing and, and what's right. Is that, is that actually what is right? Is that true? Is that the case? Mm-hmm. And uh, so like towards the end of high school, I really, really started to question college. And I was like, because it's, it's kind of like the, the pinnacle of, of the system, I like to call it. And um, yeah. I, I was just like, I was you know, talking to some friends of mine, and I was really, really getting closer to the idea of, of not going to college. Um, but I was in a bit of a, a unique situation because um, I had actually gotten a full scholarship to a school called American University. It's, uh, it's in Washington, D.C., and uh, they're, they're pretty well known for like their political science and like international affairs programs and stuff like that. And that's actually what I was going there to study. Um, so like throughout mm-hmm. high school, I was super into politics. It's like what I wanted to do, whether it was like working for the government or, or actually running for office, something along those lines. I, I thought that that was going to be my sort of medium to actually make a difference in the world and help people. Um, and so I got the full scholarship and I actually got the scholarship because of like my backstory, even before high school and childhood and stuff like that. And again, to sum it up really quickly, um, I was basically homeless for most of of like my, my growing up and adolescence up until just a few years ago. Um, so mm-hmm. I was, you know, as a, as a kid, I was, you know, unfortunately I was like bouncing around from different homeless shelters and 
living in, in different people's houses for days and weeks, just little stints here and there. And it was pretty crazy. And, you know, it definitely, um, it definitely molded me and shaped me a lot. And so, you know, for me, it was, it was, I was in a bit of a, a pickle because on the one hand, all my, my family and people that were close to me were like pumping me up for this whole college thing because it was almost like the way out sort of thing. Like right. nobody, nobody else in my family had really done anything like that. So um, when I started telling people that I was thinking of not going, it was like, wait a second, you just got a full 60,000, 60 something thousand dollars scholarship to a private university and you're turning it down. It was like, they thought I was like insane. Mm -hmm. It was like, are, are you, I mean, are you on something? Like what's, what's going on here? You know? <laughs> and I was like, nope, I'm, I'm just on life, man. That's, that's what I'm on. And so yeah. I, uh, I actually, so here's, here's really like the funny part. I went to school. So I, actually, I went to college. So I actually had a buddy of mine from high school who also got into American University. So we were there for, um, we went early. I think it was like late August of 2016. I was there for about four or five days maybe. And my buddy was having a good time. Like he was just doing whatever. He was enjoying it. He was glad to be out of his parents' house. And I was too, don't get me wrong. But something was just telling me, it was like, this is not for me. Like, I don't know what right. it was. It was just like, it was almost like a culmination of all of my conversations with myself, with people, with everything I was thinking and talking about throughout high school of like, this really isn't the way to go. And there is something better. And so that all kind of just like came to a boiling point And I was just like, nope, that's it. And I just left. Um, <clears throat> so I left school and I knew that like going down that path and that route <clears throat> was not for me. It wasn't the way I was going to go. But on the flip side, I didn't know exactly what I was going to fill that up with. So I didn't know what I was going to uh, do instead. Um, so do you want me to get into like kind of what I did after school and stuff like that? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So basically, I'll give you guys a timeline. Um, I left school and again, completely clueless. Like if you guys that are, that are listening to this have ever felt this feeling, you know exactly what it is. You're just, you don't really know what the hell's going on in any sense. Like you have okay. some vague ideas of things you might want to do that might be cool to try out, but it's all mm -hmm. pretty much up in the air and you really have no freaking idea what you're going to do. That was basically no direction. No direction. That's the word. hundred percent. No direction at all. Um, and so I left school with one of these vague ideas that I wanted to pursue acting. I was like, you know what? I've always loved doing impressions. I walk around the house talking in a friggin' Russian accent and I'll, I would do all these silly things and I had fun with it. I was like, you know what? I'll give this a shot. So I did that for a few months and that was, I, we talked about this, Sydney. It was absolute hell. So yeah. I was basically working as like a TV slash movie um, background person, like extra. You ever watch a movie and you see all the people in the background? Like that was, I was one of those friggin' fools in the back and they pay you like 75 bucks a day they call you in to show up on, on the set like four or five in the morning, sometimes earlier. And you usually don't leave until late afternoon, sometimes even late into the evening. Um, so making absolutely just like pennies for the amount of time I was putting into it. And again, that was for a few months. And then I just started getting different random part-time jobs because again, I just, I didn't know what I was doing. So I need to put some money in my pocket so I can try and like think clearer. You know what I mean? Because like I, it was hard right. to figure out what I was going to do long-term when I, when my pockets were completely dry, I couldn't even pay for food or, or pay for like a bus to get anywhere. It was, it was pretty ridiculous. Um, so I just, you know, busted my butt doing different jobs and then fast forward to late or sorry, no beginning of 2017. Um, so it was actually exactly February 1st, 2017. I got my first real job. It was a sales job 
um, at a gym back in, uh, in where I was living at the time in New York City. And I was, I was pretty excited, to be honest, because it was like I was 18 at the time, and it was a 40-hour work week. It was uh, uh, hourly uh, plus commission. So I was like, this is it. Like, I, at least for now, yeah. like for the next six months, I know I'm going to make some money because I'm going to hustle my butt off, and I can talk to people. I like talking to people, et cetera. So that was like, that was kind of a relief. And if any of you that are watching this, which I'm assuming is, is a good chunk of you, are entrepreneurs strive to do something that's outside of the norm, then you know that at some point you always get hit with that bug. That entrepreneurial yeah. bug is always inside of you. So for the first few months, I was like, oh, thank the Lord I got this job. Like, it's good. And it was, it was like some money in my pocket for the time being. Now, don't get me wrong. I still didn't, it's not like I, I magically stopped hearing all of the the sort of degrading comments from family and friends about, well, you know, hey man, you're, you're not in school. What are you doing? You're going to be a bum on the street. Like you're just going to be one of those so guys. So they weren't that, really supportive? No, I mean, barely, like barely. It was just like, oh, you got a job. Well, that's nice. Well, what are you going to do without a degree in five years? How did you respond to that? I, what could I say? I was just, the only thing I, could, <laughs> I really did was I was just like, hey, keep talking. That's it. Keep talking. Please. Right. Like that. Cause I think I get a lot of that from, from basketball. So like growing up, I played basketball. That was honestly one of like the few things or like the thing that kind of like saved me in a sense from when I was like homeless and bouncing around from different places. It was that one thing it was basketball, wherever I went. And so like wherever I went, I was usually like the outlier um, in terms of like, you don't usually, and this is, this is just a truth that you don't usually see like a, not overly uh, tall, like kind of like normal skinny white kid playing yeah. basketball. That's any good. Right. And so like when I would go out on the courts and stuff, I would literally just prove people so wrong. And they would, people would just be like sitting there shocked seeing me play the way I did. And so like I started getting that little cocky confidence type of chip on my shoulder thing from that. And so like, I took it throughout everything I did in life. So when people started doubting me in this respect, which was more important than basketball, I was like, okay, that's, you that's cool. You need to prove them wrong. Yeah. hundred percent. Now don't get me wrong. I still have plenty of self-doubt. You know what I mean? I still, cause I genuinely had no idea how the hell I was going to prove people wrong. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was this weird combination of like, you know, I, I don't know, but at the same time, like I know something's going to happen. Something's going to work out. I don't know exactly what or how or when or why or whatever, but it will at some point. Um, like it was like your gut feeling. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that was always there. Um, that was always there no matter what, like it just, I don't know if it came naturally or, or if like, I'm, I, I think my experiences as a, as a child shaped that a lot. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, I'm, I'm not a clinical psychologist, even though that's one of the yeah. things that interests me the most is how people's brains work. But I don't know. I think it starts from childhood though. I feel yeah. like the way that you grow up and the way that you're raised and the environment you were in, it does shape who you are. And then the things that you get involved in, it does shape your mindset, and your experiences. It does shape who you are. And like going back to trying various jobs and leaving college and everything, which is really brave and really scary. And like, obviously I can relate because I dropped out of college too, to take my own path. I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know. I just knew I want to move to Miami. I want to be the owner. I want to be an entrepreneur and I just kind of went for it. And so, you know, we, I, I feel like, you know, society tells us we have to take one path. Like you go to college, you get internships, you build up your resume, you graduate and you know what you're supposed to do. You get that job and like you stick with it, like, you know, throughout your entire life. When in reality, it's okay and really important to try different things until yep. you figure out what's right for you and what makes you happy. And that's exactly what you did. And it didn't matter what 
anyone said. You just stuck to like your own gut feeling because I think a lot of people get discouraged by the voices around them. And then that like adds, like then it, they listen to their own limiting beliefs and then that stops them from actually achieving fulfillment in life. So how did you figure out after doing all of this, like what it is you wanted to do? Yeah, that is a great question. So basically fast forward, like, uh, I'd say about eight to nine months into my job. So I did, I had this sales job. I was doing it. I was, I literally came in, I'd never had a sales job before. And I just blew everybody else out of the water at this gym. I was selling memberships, personal training, the whole thing. And I was like, yeah, I was like at the top of the, of the leaderboard, whatever the hell they called it. Um, and to me, it was fun. I, I just, it was fun. It was a hustle. I love mm-hmm. my personal personality is like, I love the hustle. I love the chase of things. And that's what mm-hmm. I think drew me into business is because it was a, to me, it was a chase. And I, it, I looked at mm-hmm. it like a game. Sometimes the game sucked and it didn't like me as much as I liked it, but I still loved it, it like unconditionally. And so mm-hmm. I'd say realistically more like five or six months in is when I started looking into a lot of things. So this is what I think a lot of people run into and, and kind of like the, the, what they go through is for me, I started like literally you go on the internet, you look up like ways to make money. You're, you're going down a rabbit hole. Like no matter mm-hmm. what you try and do, like you put your ad blockers on, you put your YouTube uh, uh, recommendations off, whatever you're going down a rabbit hole, no matter what. And so right. I started looking into things like, and I, not only did I look into these things, I tried them. I literally tried all these things and I wish they were still like live so I can show people. But like I tried building like niche affiliate websites. They, you know, the whole like make passive income thing. That's a complete myth. I tried like uh, e-commerce and I tried building Shopify stores. I tried like doing things like little gimmicky things with affiliate marketing and like solo ads and, and like click this and whatever, like all the little stupid internet things that people tell you are like your way out. I've tried it. I literally tried everything. And so, but a lot of the stuff wasn't working, but I didn't give up. Like I didn't really care. And so I was just going to keep going and fast forward a few months later. So like about eight, nine months into this job is again, when this entrepreneurial bug just like washed over me. And I came across an ad. This was, again, this is about October, November of 2017. I came across an ad by most of you guys that are probably listening uh, or that are listening probably know who he is, Ty Lopez. Mm-hmm. He's, still, he's still running ads like a freaking maniac. That guy is yeah. smart as hell. <laughs> Even though I'm not a fan of what he does, he's really freaking smart. So I came across an ad and basically it was like, hey, you know, if you want to make money and leave your job and all this other stuff like make one to $10,000 a month selling social media to businesses. And I don't know what it was exactly. But when I heard that, I was like, I just turned my head. Like I had my computer on. It was just like, wait, what? Excuse me? Like, that's what I've been looking for. I don't know why. I don't know what the hell about it drew me in, but something did. Maybe it was just his voice. I don't really know because he's really good at persuading people. But regardless, I was hooked. And so I went down the rabbit hole. As I said, I started watching all I feel his like he videos paints about the it. whole picture. I feel like that's what it is. He paints the whole picture. When you see his ads, he has like, you know, the lifestyle he has, like, he's like in his ads, he's almost like showing you what your life could be like. And that's part of it. In addition to how he's saying it. Now oh, that yeah. I think about it. Yeah. 100%. And there's like a really, I don't know exactly, you know, who came up with this. I, I can't remember who it was, but, um, there's like a technique in sales where you don't want to sell the benefit. You want to sell the benefit of the benefit. 
Um, and th right. so that's, that's kind of what Ty Lopez does in his ads and stuff. And so I went, I picked up his course, started watching all the YouTube videos out there that I could possibly fill into my brain with the 24 hours in the day that I had. Um, and so guys, I, I just want you to like get an idea of like what I was doing. So I went down this rabbit hole, but remember I was still working the job. I, I didn't quit yet. And I started cold calling because I didn't really know exactly what to do. Um, Ty Lopez's course was pretty like basic. It wasn't like, here's a step-by-step what to do to start getting some clients. And That's I didn't, I didn't have, yeah, I didn't have, I had no clue what the hell to start doing. So I was like, well, I got a phone, I've got a laptop and I got Google. So something's going right. to come out of this. So it was just business owners near me, restaurants in my area, chiropractors, what you name the industry. I just boom, 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 Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort type of style. And I was doing this on company time. So I was just at that point where like, I didn't give a crap. Like if they came in and fired me on the spot, so be it. I didn't care. Like that's how, that's the, I was like at the point of no return with this job. Um, right. Now they didn't really catch on to it for like a month or two. So I was just, screw it. I'm getting paid to try and build this business. I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, mm -hmm. So that just to show you guys like how much I didn't really care. Um, and so, and I also feel like a lot of people who aren't in the position to just quit their job yet and go into a full-time career that they've built themselves. A lot of people get stuck and they feel like it's unrealistic and they don't know how to do it. Well, one way to do it is to, you know, either do it, keep your job, don't quit right away. And like, you know, find time to cold call or to build your business. Um, you know, this is one way of doing it. You don't have to do it during work hours, obviously. If, if that works for you and you can, you can. But like people also feel like they have to quit, but they don't. You just have to find time to like do these things. And it's a sacrifice and for a, a temporary period of time, but it pays off long term. Yeah, spot on. So I always tell people like, do not leave your job. And the problem is right now, and this is no knock on Gary V, but like you have guys like Gary V and all these other people that are telling you like jobs are for losers and blah, blah, blah. And just like get out of the nine to five, get out of the rat race. That's cool. But if you have no money in your pocket, all that hoorah stuff doesn't do you any good. It doesn't work. It doesn't right. work. Yeah. So I always say use your job to fund your business. Use your job to fund your, yourself in the beginning while you're just starting and trying to grow this thing. Um, that's the best way to go. So anyways, I started growing it and, um, well, I started trying to grow it at least. And I, I did this for several months. So this is, I, I want to like talk a little bit about this in terms of mm -hmm. helping people understand like the realistic side of business. Mm -hmm. So I'll talk a little bit in, in like, I don't know, five, 10 minutes or whatever about where our business is at currently. And you guys are going to be like, Oh my goodness, that's insane. But you guys have to understand like for a good year and a half, I just, I don't know if we can curse on here, but I'll just say we ate. No, you can, you can. Okay. 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 Cool. I ate shit for like so many months and it, like it blows my mind sometimes because sometimes it's, it's actually very easy to forget, you know, easier than you guys will probably believe. Um, but sometimes you can forget. And I remember just like days and days and days on end of just like after quitting my job, sitting in my apartment at the time, I was still living at home. And like, my mom was just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, just go back to that sales job. Just go back there. Like, just go do something else. That's going to be a steady income for yourself. And, just, and it was just so stressful. And every single day, just eating shit, cold calling a bunch of people, 
I mean, no clue what I was like doing. How many people were you calling a day? Like how many hours were you dedicating to this so that people can understand like realistically what it really takes? Yeah, this, so this was like sun up to sundown type of thing. Um, so oh minimum, yeah, minimum like 100 to 150 people a day. Easy. Wow. Yeah, no, no question. Um, getting on sales calls all the time. People hanging up the phone on me, telling me, fuck off, like get out of here with your scammy shit. Plenty of that stuff. Plenty. Too much for me to even remember. Um, and so over time, like when you stick with something and, and I, I almost became like maniacally obsessed with this. I was like, I need to figure out how the hell I'm going to make this work. So I just started studying like an absolute madman. And you know, you hear this all the time from people that are like, I was going through the shit. And then one day it just all clicked. Like something <laughs> yeah. ma magically just like, it just clicked. Like that's the, that's the buzzword. It just clicked. Like what the fuck clicked, yeah. right? No, something didn't click. You just kept, you keep eating shit and you start learning and actually just like diving into the thing you're trying to do way more than anybody else is willing to do. And that's when it quote unquote clicks six months later, you know, eight, 10 months later. So reading as much as I possibly could, watching, listening, um, just literally consuming as much as I possibly could on like sales, communication, uh, tonality, like how do people communicate with each other? Why do people do the things they do? Um, like what makes people tick? How do you compel somebody to do something? Is, are there like little nuances in the way you speak that will compel somebody to, to, to you know, be influenced by you and, and like you and trust you and, and see you as an expert? All these little things, but they make a massive difference. And then of course, I was still learning a ton about the actual like advertising side of this business because for those of you that are mm -hmm. listening and, and and I might have skipped over this I guess because I've been doing this for so long now but basically the the business model that I was following was I was trying to contact local business owners be it restaurants chiropractors uh, you name it any local business essentially and I would basically basically go to them and say hey you know I can help you with your marketing I can help you you know run some ads on whether that's Facebook or Google or or Instagram or whatever to help you get more customers. So I was selling a, a B2B service. That's basically mm -hmm. what the business model is. Um, and it doesn't sound like all that sexy. It doesn't sound great, but you right. best believe like the people that were selling it were selling the dream. And so I, I bought into it. Um, and so again, that was basically the business model. So I just ate the shit and kept consuming as much as I possibly could. And over time through learning and learning through mistakes and in, in absolutely insane amount of action, like you just naturally start to get better. And so that's what happened. I started getting, I started having more calls where people were like, you know what, this sounds good. Let's do it. So I started getting more clients. People were paying me money. I, I literally remember it to this day, like as if it was yesterday, the very first person that I uh, was able to get to give me money. And I don't like to say it that way either, but it is what it was. Like at the time, I, I didn't exactly know I was, what I was doing. I was an 18 year old kid thinking I could sell services to businesses and I was trying it. So to have a business owner actually give me money, it was like, like what the hell? And so when it worked, I was blown away. And the first mm -hmm. person I ever got as a client was a credit repair company um, here in New York. I don't even remember their name, but I wouldn't say for confidentiality reasons anyways, but um, mm -hmm. I got them as a client and I was literally at the time charging $300 a month, which is absolutely nothing. $300 yeah. a month is <laughs> jack shit. Okay. Um, right. Ad agencies easily charge three, five, some 10, even more thousand dollars a month. Like it, it can get really crazy. And so $300 was nothing. But at the time for me, it was like, I just convinced somebody else that I'd never met over a cold call. I didn't even meet them in person 
to give me money, to send me $300 via PayPal. And then I did it again and again, two more times. And so I got three clients and I don't even remember how long it took me. It might've happened in the first like three months or something, but it was like, mm-hmm. it was kind of a fluke to be honest. Like it, it, it wasn't like I had some great system. I was just throwing enough shit against the wall and something stuck and it stuck and three that's the times. Way it works. Yeah, for sure. So these three people I got as clients and here's like a little backstory of, of like how my agency ended up like sort of going these clients, um, in the beginning, we were really excited because they, they looked at me as like their savior. I was going to help them grow their business, run ads. We were going to get a bunch of new customers, new revenue, all that good stuff. Problem was I didn't have any clue what I was doing on the actual advertising side of things. So okay. <laughs> I basically tried running ads for these people and they completely flopped because again, I had no idea what I was doing. And I really had so you tackled mentor. one thing. You tackled yes. one thing, which was the sales aspect and how to do it for the industry. But now you were moving on to the next challenge was, which was how do I actually make it work? Yeah. How do I keep these clients? How do I keep them happy so that they send right. me referrals? Right. How, how do I like build this business the right way? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately I didn't really have any mentors at the time because Ty Lopez is a DECA crazy, whatever millionaire. And he doesn't have the time to talk to somebody like me who paid him a few hundred bucks for a course. So I didn't have anybody like right there alongside me. I was basically shooting in the dark for the most part. Um, and so then literally as fast as I got these clients was as fast as I lost them. Literally about, I think a month or two after getting all these three clients, they all dropped off. So that was like the big, that was one of the big um, sort of valleys, if you will. They're, you know, in, in business and in life, you've got peaks and valleys. Peaks meaning you're mm-hmm. on the upward swing. Things are going well. You're growing. You're, you're, you're progressing but you're naturally going to have a valley at the height of that peak that's about to follow. And so I had just hit my peak and now I was in the valley and the Mm -hmm. valley was these three clients dropping off. So I was in a pretty like super, super low place. I was like, wow, like it's over. Like these clients are gone. How am I going to get any more? Right. So I was, Mm -hmm. I was basically like a fish out of water because I was banking on these clients, like staying with me for the long term. I thought I'd get referrals out of them, turn these three clients into six into eight into 10. I was like, "Eh, it's over. I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm set. Nope. Right. Didn't didn't work out that way at all. And so again, over time, like I just got better and I started getting more clients. I started leveraging other methods and I actually started building like this, this business. And I started having systems so that I can bring somebody on as a client. I can actually get the work done right. And not always necessarily have to do it myself, but making sure, excuse me, making sure I have the right people around me to help me fulfill these clients and just building these massive sort of systems. And so eventually the agency started to grow. And I think I hit my first $10,000 a month in, I believe if I'm not mistaken, it was September of last year. Congratulations. It's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Looking back on it now, it was a, it was a pivotal moment for me at the time. Now I look at it as a joke, but it's all a matter of perspective. So right. at that time I had hit my first $10,000 a month. And then to give you guys um, some context for those of you that are listening, basically at that time I was, my only focus was growing my agency. And when I started this whole agency thing and, and getting into this world of like digital marketing, online advertising, I hated people that sold courses hated it. I was like, anybody that sells a course is a freaking cop out. Like they're just looking for the easy way out, some quick cash and they suck. I hate those people. And so I was so anti ever even coming out with a course, doing any type of coaching, consulting, anything along those lines. I was like, I'm never going to do that. I'd never want to be one of those people. All I want to do is run an agency and have that as my main business. And that's really what I was doing. 
However, over time, I was, I was pretty active in Facebook groups and I was uploading on YouTube. And I did those two things, posting in groups and uploading onto YouTube for one reason only, as cliche as this might sound. I literally just wanted to document my journey and show people not only what I was doing for, for the sake of them seeing what I was doing, but for the sake of like, hey, like this freaking kid is doing it. I, I can do it too. So I just genuinely right. at the time wanted to help people. So I'd post in Facebook groups and give people tips and answer questions and I'd upload on YouTube and people would see my stuff. And you know, when I see people comment on my YouTube videos, which still happens today and they're like, dude, you know, I just took your stuff and I literally just uh, a day later got a client or a day later, I just got like seven meetings. And I'm like, that is exactly why I started documenting my stuff for, for that feeling. You know, it's like helping right. business, a business owner is great. That's cool. Right. But helping somebody else like, go and get a client or two or three or four so that they can pay for their sisters, like whatever, or their mom's whatever. Like that's so much more fulfilling and gratifying for me personally. Um, and right. so over time people were like, dude, you, you got to start helping people, man. Like you should come out with a course or you should start doing like hourly consulting or coaching or something like that. And I kept brushing it off. I was like, Nope, I'm not going to be one of those people. And then <laughs> over time, like I, then I started helping people for free. Like I just started giving my time away practically. I'd like get on one hour, two hour coaching calls with people for free. Like I'd post in Facebook groups and be like, Hey, who wants help? Like I have some free time right now. Like who wants help? I'll help you out. Um, and then, and oh, I right. have, I've done that too. Just because I just, I feel like it's, I like helping people. Like there's a lot of people who like just are feel lost. And I'm like, if I could give them that inspiration and like help them out and give them like a few pieces of advice then, and it makes all the difference in their life, then that's fulfilling. Yeah, 100%. And at the time I was running my agency, you know, I don't want to say on autopilot because that sounds really gimmicky, but it wasn't something that took up eight hours of my day because I, I'd set things up properly so that I can run largely without me having to be like all up in the day to day, day type of stuff. So I had some extra time and I was like, you know what, I'm going to dedicate this other time to actually helping people do the same thing that I'm doing. Um, and I figured in my mind, I can help people skip the, the year and a half to two years that I just spent basically eating shit and going in and out of like the sense of depression every other week. So I can, if I can help people skip that, like that, that'd be awesome. Um, and so again, I started doing like free calls and all this type of stuff. And then again, people just kept like telling me, dude, you got to come out with something that's more like mass scale. And I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, you know, dude, you got to come out with something where you can actually help more people because your time is limited. Like I only have mm -hmm. X amount of hours in the day, so I can't get on calls with everybody. So right. over time, like when people keep telling you that you should do something and that you've got something going here, whatever, whatever, I, I kind of just caved in and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. And so I started helping people. Um, I started doing like more coaching and consulting and, and this type of stuff as the agency was growing as well. Like I was still growing the agency because I did not want to be one of those people who was like helping people and ditched the actual business that they started in the first place. I did not right. want to be one of those people at all. Um, and then, so fast forward, uh, so September, we hit the first $10,000 a month. Fast forward to a month later. So October is when my business partner right now, um, and at the time we weren't partners, his name is Brian. We basically, we met back in August and met through like a mutual connection in the space. And I actually started mentoring him initially. So he reached out to me. He was like, Hey man, can you, you know, can you coach me? Can you mentor me? Like you're doing these other people that I see, you know, people are getting results and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, man, we could talk about it. Got on the phone, started mentoring him. He ended up kicking ass in his first few weeks. He was, he was super smart. He had just uh, quit his job working for Pinterest, um, the social media company. He was doing sales for them. 
And then after like a month, he was doing so well and he started helping other people in this group that I had. And he was helping them just as well as I was. And so I was like, dude, we're both super smart and you're kicking butt. We should just, you know, partner up here because we, right. made, a, we made a good team. People liked talking to both of us. We had this good like vibe, this good energy going. And, and it just, it just kind of clicked as, you know, as these freaking gurus like to say, Hey, it just, it just clicked. Um, so that, right. that worked. And then, uh, we were like, dude, then we started taking it seriously. Then we were like, all right, now it's two of us. If we can really put a hundred percent of our energy into this while still maintaining our, our agencies together and being able to help as many people as possible, we think we can make a massive impact. And that's when we like really took this whole thing seriously. So October we had like, we did about, I think, maybe $15,000, $16,000. And for those of you that are listening, you might think, oh my goodness, that's, that's an insane amount of money. And at the time, it definitely felt like it. You know, we thought we were at the top of the world. We were like, oh, that's it. We're in the six-figure club. It's, it's game over. We made it, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? But, and now I'm, I'm going to tell you, you guys this now because when you do get some success and you do reach some points where you think, well, that's like the end game, if you're a true entrepreneur, then you're going you're gonna to feel that, that urge and that lust for more. And so that's, mm-hmm. what, that's what hit Brian. It's really out. the beginning. <laughs> it's only the beginning. It's literally yeah. only the beginning. And it's crazy because I thought that getting to that point would be the end. I thought I'd get to that point. I'd be like, oh, I, that's it. I am set. I am right. set. And that was a complete opposite. I was like, wait, like, how, how do we, like, now we're just getting started. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. We're only just starting to warm up. And so we hired our mentors in, so end of October, end of October, beginning of November of, of last year. And first month in after hiring them, we had our best month ever. I think we did $35,000. Wow. And that was with no, we didn't spend a dime on ads. We didn't spend any money on ads. Wow. Yeah. So we just, it was literally as simple as taking all of our savings that Brian and I had, giving all of our money that we had at the time to these guys that were at the time, I think they were doing close to half a million a month in revenue. Now they're at like 1.2, 1. 1. 1.3 million in revenue. So they're, they're just kicking everybody's ass right now, including ours. But um, so at the time we were like, we looked up to them as, as gods and I kind of still do. I, I, I talk to them on a personal level, you know, almost on a daily, weekly basis. And it's an amazing relationship that, that we have with them. And for those of you that want to know who they are, it's Taylor Welch and Chris Evans over at Traffic and Funnels. Um, they're, they're just amazing guys. They basically changed Brian and I's life in so many ways. How long did you use them for? We're still working your mentor for. We're, we're still working with them to this day. We're still wow. working with them. Yeah. So you're a big st- believer in mentorship. Massive believer. Massive. So what is the most valuable, valuable piece of advice that they gave you? Oh, oh man, that's tough. There's, there's so many pieces. Um, I will say this is a bit more general, but your mindset is infinitely more important than you think infinitely. And the state of your mental like being is so it's massively important. I cannot emphasize that enough. And there are like little things like specifics within that. Um, so like, for example, one thing that they absolutely just drilled into us, like drilled, I'm talking like every single day, anytime we had a little bit of a, of a hint of success, this is what they told us. 
And it was that everything, it has to be normalized. So what that means mm -hmm. is anything that happens to you, and, and if, if you go and you sign a $10,000 contract and the most you've ever signed before was $2,000, a $2,000 contract, it's normal. It's just what we do. Mm -hmm. And so every single day when Brian and I would have a good day, when we sign some new clients, when we make some more money, when we have our best day yet, just, ah, it's just what we do. It's normal. And so when we hit our first $35,000 a month, it was just like, it's normal. But it's don't, normal. Get me wrong. don't get me wrong, though. It also felt crazy, crazy weird because we hadn't understood this concept of normalization fully, excuse me, at the time. So we were still, it was, we were shell-shocked because at the time, I think I was, I think I was 20. Uh, yeah, I was, I was still only 20. And Brian, I think, was 21. And we were just, just these two kids who just like, somehow we just made $35,000 in a single month. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Right? We were like, our heads were about to explode. And so, like, we would message our mentors and I'd be like, dude, like, freaking out. Like, what, what is life? Like, we started questioning everything. It <laughs> felt so foreign to us. And, like, we would get on so many calls with them and they'd be like, guys, like, been there. Like, you're probably thinking, like, what is even the point of life right now? And, and they just helped us walk through that stuff. And then, basically, you know, after November, it, it's literally been on – it's just a complete upward swing since then. So uh, December, I think we did more or less the same. We did like 35, 30, 37, 38. January, we did 40. Um, I can't remember exactly what we did, like February, March, April. But April, I think we, we started um, going past like fifty to $60,000 a month. Um, and then June was when we – so, no, May is when we hit like 80-something. 80, 80-something. Wow. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, and then after, let's see, I'm just trying to think of timeline off the top of my head. So, you know, after May to June is when we hit our first, uh, or no, June we hit like, again, but high 80s, low 90s. And then June, uh, July was when we had our first $100,000 a month in collected, uh, collected cash. So, and is this, is this from courses and coaching? Do you have is, a course? So, so this is both. So this is both. We, we do two things at one. Or at once, rather. So we have, we still have our agency, and Brian and I have a joint agency right now. Mm -hmm. um, and we also do have our like our flagship coaching program. It's called Agency Hypergrowth. Um, it's mm -hmm. basically where we take either beginner or even experienced um, ad agencies into our program, into our ecosystem, and we basically just like turn everything they've ever heard up on its head and revamp everything that they're doing, including who they are as a person. Um, that's probably one of the biggest things that we, that we've been, uh, sharing with people is like how to actually alter the makeup of you, not just, Hey, here's some like tactics. Here's some really, really tactical stuff. To right. Get Cause that stuff is great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you need the tactics, you need the strategies, you need but a lot of it is mindset and how you go about your day to day life. Yep, Exactly. I mean, that's such a big, that's such a big thing. And actually something that you and I talked about when we first talked on the phone was that you said you believed in going outside of your comfort zone and doing things that challenge you. And I'm a really, really big believer in that because if you are not challenging yourself, then you're not changing and you're not growing. So um, <clears throat> what is your opinion on that? Yes. So I am a 1 million percent proponent of that. So we talk about this all the time. Like you're like, if you, if you're not uncomfortable, if whatever you're doing right now doesn't necessarily feel like it's pushing you to your absolute limit, if it's not making you uncomfortable, if it's not making you question why you're doing it, 
then there's no way in hell you're growing. Right. No way in hell. It's like, for example, if you go, you go to the gym, if you do more yeah. or less like the same type of routine and it just, it feels good. And once in a while you get like a pump and it's whatever, you're probably going to look the same in, in three months, four months from now, five months, whatever. Right. But if you're getting no. your ass in the gym and you are like leaving the gym questioning life, now, not too crazy where you're like about to pass out, not definitely not a proponent of that, <laughs> but if you're pushing yourself just a little bit harder every single day and you're extremely uncomfortable, then you're growing. And it's, it's very uh, counterintuitive because it's like doing the things you hate are what's going to get you the results that you want, but you hate them so much because it feels so uncomfortable. It feels so bad at the time. And when you're in it, when you're actually doing the thing, you really question heavily, like, should I even be doing this? Is this what I need to be doing? Am I even going to get something out of this? Am I going to get the results I'm looking for? And right. realistically, guys, like it's the, the people that are in the top 1%, the people that you look at and you're, and you're like, oh my goodness, if I can only get to that point, are the people that when it comes down to it, they don't turn back and run. They, they bask in the uncomfort or the discomfort rather. And they just sift through and they sit in it. They like melt in it and they let it just wash over them. And they leave out the other side a completely different person. And the results reflect that. Right. And, you know, sometimes like you were saying, like when you first started this journey, like you were trying a bunch of things and things weren't working. But like that can also happen when you are uncomfortable and when you go outside of your comfort zone and you are bound to make mistakes and and. I don't believe in failure necessarily. I believe in celebrating failure because it teaches us something that gets us closer to where we want to be. So what's your opinion on failure and making mistakes, especially when you're outside of your comfort zone? I think that failure is the greatest thing that can ever happen to anybody. Even I though it doesn't feel like it in the moment. <laughs> I yeah, I genuinely believe that. Because if it wasn't for my childhood, if it wasn't for... And I didn't even talk about this before, but if, if it wasn't for my father essentially not being there and when he was, he was either drunk out of his mind, high off of something or in jail. If it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for like having no idea a lot of times where my next meal was going to come from, where I was going to sleep that night, what mm -hmm. life was going to look like the next morning, if it wasn't for those insane bumps in the road, and that's probably putting it lightly, I am almost 100% certain I would not be the person that I am today. Um, and I wouldn't be where I am and I wouldn't be where I'm going if it wasn't for those things and for those seemingly negative experiences, you know, on the surface. Um, and they feel like shit in the moment. They really, really do. Um, but in the long term, it's they are your greatest asset. And all those days of rejection with, with growing the business and people just telling me, no, get the hell out of here. Like, you should just quit this thing. And the constant failures are like the only reason why. I I'm here. Like I, I say this with a hundred percent like genuineness. I would, I pity people that are like trust fund babies. Mm -hmm. I, I genuinely, genuinely pity people like that because it's really well, not they have their no fault. direction. It's yeah. not their fault. They have no direction. They feel lost and they have, they don't have that drive. There's and no reason. Yeah. They're not going to learn anything. Yep. 100%. There's I mean, no reason for them to, to do what, the the one percent is willing to do there's no reason right they don't have a reason they don't have like yeah they don't have the drive to do it and i i think it's really sad too and i think it's 
it's when you have to rely on yourself and it just gives you that push to want to do something great and want to learn and want to keep going. And if, there are people I'm sure that have trust funds or there are people that, you know, have grown up in, in great homes that have that drive, but it's also, it's definitely more rare because they're so sheltered. Yep. 100%. So what is, I guess, I know there's no secret to anything, but what would you say is your number one secret to getting to where you are now in life at such a young age? What is something that, what is, what is one piece of advice, I guess, that you would give to someone who isn't sure what they want to do? Um, you know, they want to create something for themselves. They're just like kind of in a place where they're trying a bunch of different things. Like how, what is the first step, I guess, that you would tell someone and what is your secret to getting to where you are right now? Great question. So if I had to pick, like, if I had to pick three things, if there, if there were like yes. three things that greatly increase your chances of success, um, not just in business, but in life, because success is subjective. And that could mean making a lot of money, but that's, that's realistically one part of it. You got to have a holistic life. And right. So three things Money doesn't say, equal happiness. 100%. As cliche as it sounds, it doesn't. Um, and if you don't believe me, go and make some money and see if it makes you happier. It'll pay your right. bills and it'll definitely make life easier. But right. your happiness ultimately is going to come from your relationships. Who are you surrounding right. yourself with? What people do you have in your life? That's a different topic. I'm sure we could do a whole other podcast on that. <laughs> Probably, so, yeah. But it's three, true. No, that's true. Yeah, three things. Number one, try a bunch of shit. Seriously, try a lot of different things and, and do it with curiosity. Approach everything you try with curiosity, not with, oh, well, you know what? I hope this is the one. I hope this is the thing that's going to take me to the wherever that's going to get me out of this job that's going to help me make money. No, approach it with curiosity. Have an open mind to a lot of different things. And that I've, I've held that true for myself since I, for as long as I can remember, I am so interested in a wide array of topics and I approach so many things mm -hmm. with a curious mind. And, and it's like, if you, there are some martial artists, mixed martial artists right now that they talk about this a lot. Every time they go to class, every time they go to their jujitsu class or the kickboxing class or whatever, they approach their class as if they're a white belt. And white belt in martial arts is the lowest level of anything. It's like you're a complete newbie. You've never done, you've never thrown a punch or kick before. You just walked in the gym. You're a white belt. They approach their classes as if that's what they are with a complete open mm -hmm. mind, always looking to learn. So that's number one is try a lot of things and approach it with curiosity. Number two, a lot of people are not going to like this. Read your ass off. Mm -hmm. Seriously, read your, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. And I'm gonna tell you guys a couple of reasons why. Number one, people, the people that are writing these books, doctors, highly sought after professionals in their field, the top of the top of the game in any respective industry are literally giving you their life's work, their 10, 20, 30, 40 years of trial and error and experience and knowledge and everything for $15, $12. Like it's actually insane. It's actually like completely nuts. So you get to just tap into the world's greatest minds for like, it just, it's mind blowing for $12, $15, $20 on Amazon. Right. Are, you, are you kidding me? Okay. Number Maybe. two, 
yeah, it's, it's amazing. Number two, reading is becoming a lost art. People are too freaking busy on their phones, on Instagram, on taking notes on their iPhones, notepad, on reading Kindles and all this, quite frankly, bullshit to take away from the fact that in reality, they just don't have enough mental capacity and the ability to focus long enough to sit down and read a book and put the phone away. So mm -hmm. it will train your mind and it will just literally increase your brain power and your, your cognitive function, your ability to think better. You'll have more to talk about. You'll be a more well-rounded person. And if you're trying to find the thing that, you're, that is going to you know, help you escape your situation, you're able to, again, tap into these massive pools of just world-renowned knowledge. So reading is, is like a no, there's no questions. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It has to be a yeah, must. Yeah, I totally agree. I agree. How much should people read today? So this is where a lot of people get tripped up. They hear right. people talk about, so this, they hear like Warren Buffett and he's like, oh, I only read, I read for four hours a day. And it's like, well, I don't have fucking four hours. I got to work. Right. I gotta make money. I'm right. not fucking Warren Buffett. Okay. So right. if you're not Warren Buffett, that's okay. When you wake up in the morning, start, don't try and read for an hour in the morning and an hour at night. That can feel super daunting. And then you won't want to do anything at all. Read right. for 10 minutes. Read for 10 freaking minutes. If you don't have 10 minutes to read, and you're not Super Warren doable, Buffett. not overwhelming. <laughs> yes, 100%. If you're not Charlie Munger or Warren Buffett and you don't have 10 minutes, then you really have a problem. So 10 yeah. minutes in the morning, 10 minutes before you go to bed. Okay. Um, that's like the easiest way to start. Great. Literally. Tip. So there you go, guys. That's number two. Number three, people ask me all the time, you know, hey, Sebastian, what's, what's like the, what's the fast way? How, how do I get to success? quicker or, or fast or, or, or like, how do I speed up this whole thing? And I always tell people there's no fast track to success. There isn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't exist. It does not exist. But what does exist is a faster track to success. So there are ways to cut your learning curve. And so mm -hmm. the biggest piece of advice that I can give to people that want to do that and don't necessarily want to spend two years eating shit the way I did, find somebody out there, whoever it is in whatever the hell you want to do, find that person, seek them out, write them a check. Okay. Be willing to put some skin in the game because let me tell you guys this in the world of business and the cutthroat world of business, that's the only way people take you seriously is when you have some skin in the game. So be willing to write a check, whether that means you have to work three jobs and you have to pick up night shift or night shifts and extra, extra uh, uh, overtime hours, or you have to take a loan out, whatever it is, find a way. Money is so prevalent right now. I don't even know if that's the right word, but it's so, it's, it's just all around us. It's everywhere. It's so easily accessible, despite what most people think. I was think. just thinking about that last night too, like randomly. I was like, you know, what's so crazy because I, you know, I also, you know, do some coaching. I have my marketing agency too. And I, I, I'm thinking to myself, like, it is so easy to make money now compared to like 50 years ago. I mean, we have the internet. If you have social media, if you have a computer, if you have a phone, you can easily make money if you put your mind to it. It's not as difficult as people think. Yeah, 100%. So that's step two. So you find the person, you do whatever you have to do to write them a like check a and work with them. Yep, 100%. Okay. And number three, most importantly, once you find that person and you have decided to move forward and work with them, do exactly what they say. 
you guys will be surprised about how often people go and seek out mentors and they do whatever they, they, they fulfill step two. They get the money together. They work with that person. The person that is where they want to be and is doing what they want to do and is light years ahead of them tells them what to do and they do something completely opposite. And then they wonder why they aren't where they want to be. So right. part of it is, is your responsibility as the person who is seeking out somebody to do what they tell you to do. Okay. Um, and that is what I call the faster track to success. It's like you get to skip the line. You get to go to somebody who's actually doing the thing, who's actually living the way you want to live. And you just find a way to work with them and do exactly what they say. Yeah. And you have to stick with it because I have a mentor too myself. And even if it's, you know, simple things that they tell you to do, you know, those are simple things that you might not be doing or you might not be doing them enough and they can help you accelerate the rate of your growth and get you to where you want to be at a quicker rate. Not, I agree. There's no such thing as overnight success or like just, you know, magic answer to success. It takes a lot of hard work, but like they give you the tools that you need. I'm a, I'm definitely a big believer in it also. Um, because you're talking to someone who's already done it, just like you said. Yep. Spot on. So I think this was super valuable. I so appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today, Sebastian. I have learned so much from you and I know that everybody else is going to learn a lot of information and gain a lot of value. So before we go, would you let everyone know where they can find you? I'll link all of your uh, mm -hmm. links in the podcast notes, but for those who don't look at the podcast notes, this will be very helpful. Yeah, for sure. So you can just literally throw my name in Facebook. You'll find me on there. You guys can add me as a friend. Um, you can shoot me a personal message on there. I, I'm pretty active on Facebook. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. To be honest, though, I literally just deleted Instagram off my phone. So I, I will probably not respond to your message because I'm not a fan of Instagram. Um, and I'm not really going to be using it that often. But if you just want to check me out for social proof, whatever, um, it's my first name, Sebastian underscore Robeck. Um, there's two accounts there. One of them got hacked, so I don't use it anymore. Uh, but yeah, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, don't even ask. I don't know how it happened. Um, YouTube as well. If you guys want to actually see some of my content, some of my instructional stuff on how to grow your, your marketing agency and get more clients and all that good stuff. Um, you just, again, throw my first and last name up in YouTube. And, uh, and yeah, those are the best places to find me. I'm super active on, like I said, Facebook. So if you want to grab me on there, that's probably the best place. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again for being here. This has been really fun and it's just super valuable. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad I can get on here and, and hopefully inspire some of you guys with, uh, with this message. My, my ultimate goal at some point is to start doing public speaking on a bigger scale. So um, I really hope that this, uh, that this moves some of you guys. So this was awesome.